0: Welcome to Mad Tales. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Mad Tales. I'm James Nolan. It is September as I record this in my not-quite-little studio in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Today I have a cool special edition for you. This is an exchange podcast that I did with Miles Tritle of the Warning Woods Podcast. I don't have a whole lot to say. He's got a little introduction followed by his really awesome short story. So without further ado, here's Miles. Greetings, Mad Tales listeners. My name is Miles Tridel, and I am the writer and narrator of the Warning Woods podcast. The Warning Woods is a horror podcast that delivers chilling, original stories to you every Friday. If you like this episode... Check out the Warning Woods podcast and follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at The Warning Woods. Now check your closets and lock your doors. It's bedtime. Jeremy and Rose tucked their daughter Olivia in for the night. Jeremy caught a wry smirk on the girl's lips before he turned out the light. Olivia, Remember you need your sleep tonight. You don't want to go to school feeling tired tomorrow, he said. He had caught her getting out of bed two nights already that week. He remembered being five years old and the fun of staying up late. But now, as a father, he could see the direct effect not getting enough sleep had on Olivia. She could be a bit of a nightmare. You know what happens if you don't go to bed when you're supposed to, don't you? Rose asked. Jeremy turned to her, curious. What threat was his wife about to dish out to their kid? No, I suppose you don't, Rose continued. I've never told you about Nini. Now Jeremy felt especially confused. Rose had never mentioned Nini to him either. He wondered if this was something she had picked up in a parenting book or one of those various online forums for mothers she participated in. Who's Nini? Olivia asked. Nene travels from house to house every night to check on all the children along the mountain range. She watches every kid to make sure they're sleeping and not just faking it. Geez, Jeremy thought. I thought we were trying to get this kid to sleep, not keep her up all night. That's not real, Olivia said confidently. Monsters aren't real, mama. Did I say Nene is a monster? I don't think I did, Rose said cryptically. So, if you don't want to see Nini floating over your bed tonight, you should go right to sleep, okay? Olivia looked a little pale, even in the dark room. She looked to Jeremy for some comfort. Daddy, you won't let Nini get me, will you? Jeremy shot Rose an aggressive glare and mouthed a sarcastic thanks. Of course not, Cookie. Nothing bad will happen to you. But you really do need to sleep, all right? "'Okay, Daddy. Night-night.' And with that, Olivia clenched her eyes shut. The mischief had vanished from her face. Rose tried to walk away once she and Jeremy were in the hallway, but Jeremy put a hand on her shoulder and turned her around. "'Hey, what the hell was that in there?' he asked. "'You're just gonna give her nightmares with that Mimi crap.' "'Nini,' Rose replied flatly. "'Whatever,' Jeremy snapped. "'The thing's name won't matter when it keeps us from getting any sleep tonight.' You know she's going to come wake us when she has nightmares about some creature visiting her bedroom." Rose shrugged. She tried to walk away again, but Jeremy followed. Rose, please, can we just agree no more monster stories before bedtime? It can't be good for O. Rose turned back to Jeremy with her eyebrows raised. Look, she said, it's done. I said what I said, and we'll just have to deal with whatever happens next. Is that how those other parents online handle their kids? Just deal with whatever happens next? The fight continued like this until Rose, exasperated, went to bed. She would have slammed the door just for the satisfaction if Olivia hadn't been sleeping. Jeremy decided to sleep on the couch. Again. It was happening more and more often. He had started feeling like there were too many parts of his wife he didn't know. Things she wouldn't tell him about. Secrets not an affair or anything like that, more like buried things. Things she contained deep within and wanted to keep that way. Occasionally, something would surface, and she would work quickly to cover it up, leaving Jeremy feeling like he did right now, an outsider. The couch had been uncomfortable at first, but Jeremy had learned how to make it work. On that particular night, he fell asleep in no time, he was awakened after what felt like ten minutes, but according to the clock, was two hours later. Olivia was standing over him and shaking his shoulder. Let me guess, Jeremy said, rubbing his eyes. It's Nini," Olivia whispered. She's real. No, she isn't, "Oh, That was just a story your mama made up to trick you into sleeping. No, it wasn't, Daddy. I saw her. I saw Nene. She's a lady with long, white hair and white eyes and white skin and... Okay, Cookie, slow down, please. Jeremy sat up and held out his arm so Olivia could climb into his embrace. He squeezed her tightly. Did you fall asleep while you watched a movie? Olivia asked. Jeremy was confused for a moment, but then... Of course, he thought. She wants to know why I'm sleeping on the couch. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't realize how late it got and fell asleep. That's silly. Don't you know you need to get good sleep? Olivia said, mimicking Jeremy's parenting tone. All right, you got me, Jeremy chuckled. He ran his fingers through her hair. How about you try sleeping again now? I promise Mama just made up that story. You don't have anything to worry about. But she looked so real, Olivia protested. Nightmares can feel that way sometimes, but you know I won't let anything get into your room. You'll stay out here, Olivia asked, just to keep you safe. Jeremy replied, smiling. This seemed to be enough to convince Olivia to return to bed. She didn't wake up again until Jeremy woke her for school. She was clearly tired as she went about getting ready. Jeremy blamed Rose. He didn't get a chance to tell her what happened the night before, since he didn't want to do it with O around. He really wanted to rub it in, tell Rose he had been right after all. But that didn't seem appropriate in front of their child. Olivia didn't say anything about Nini to her friends at school. She had been too scared by the vision. She could still picture that woman, totally white from head to toe, floating above her, watching her. The woman didn't say anything. She just stared at Olivia until Olivia was able to break free from her spell and run to Daddy. Olivia hadn't seen where Nini came from or where she went. Maybe Daddy had been right. Maybe Mama made Nini up but Nini had certainly felt more real than that. When Olivia got off the bus that day, Rose was home, but preoccupied with work. Olivia had wanted to ask her about Nini, but turned on the TV instead. Then, like she thought Jeremy had the night before, she fell asleep to a movie. Her parents woke her gently when it was time for dinner. Jeremy had made her favorite, spaghetti. The meal was heavy, but the conversation was light. Olivia sensed something bad between her parents. They used to talk to each other. They used to laugh. Now they only talked to her. Or, if they did talk to each other, it was about her when they thought she wasn't listening. The weighty tension kept Olivia quiet throughout dinner. She didn't want to add to the thick atmosphere with her fears. And so, Olivia ended up back in bed that night having told no one what she saw, except her daddy, who told her the vision wasn't real. Her parents closed the door, and Olivia closed her eyes. She tried to sleep. She wanted nothing more than to drift off and not wake up again until the sunlight filled the room. If she was asleep, she couldn't see whatever else was in the room with her. But it wanted to be seen. A sound slowly rose around Olivia. It started near the floor, humming like a fan. It slowly began to fill the room like water in a fish tank. When the sound was level with the bed, Olivia wet herself. The fan-like noise continued to rise until it reached the ceiling. As the whole room hummed, the air became colder. Olivia shivered under her covers as she pulled them over her head. She realized, even though she was cold, she was sweating. Something heavy pressed down on the foot of her bed. It started moving toward her and she yanked her wet legs up to her chest. Now another sound joined the white noise. It sounded like a single, drawn-out exhale. It went on and on, much longer than any person should have been able to breathe out. The worst part was the noise seemed to be coming from a source right next to Olivia's head. All of a sudden, something grabbed the comforter and tore it from Olivia's trembling hands. Instinctively, she opened her eyes. They met the dead orbs where the woman's eyes should have been. Nene grinned down at her with crooked teeth. Her pallid, sunken face was only inches from Olivia's. Her hair hung down like a curtain, separating the little girl from the world around her. Unable to move, Olivia exercised her only other option. She screamed. As her piercing cry rippled through the walls, both Jeremy and Rose came running. Jeremy reached Olivia's room first and almost broke the door from its hinges to get in. He didn't see the white woman but when he entered the room, Olivia rose up from a mysterious impression in the mattress. It looked as if something had been pushing her down and suddenly released her. Olivia, what's wrong? Rose shouted as she ran in behind Jeremy. She shoved her husband out of the way to wrap her arms around her daughter. Jeremy stayed in place, barely noticing the shove. Olivia, were you... Was that... He stammered, but he couldn't find a way to ask what he wanted to. Where had the extra weight on the mattress come from, and where did it go? "'It's Nene, Mama,' Olivia whispered hoarsely. "'I told you she's real. She visits me at night like you said she would.' She said she saw her last night, too," Jeremy said. "'And you didn't think to tell me that?' Rose scolded. Jeremy shook his head. "'Not here, Rose. Not now.' "'She's so scary, Mama,' Olivia said through tears. She's white all over and has creepy eyes like marbles. She floats, floats over your bed and smiles at you. Rose finished for her. She sounded confident, sure, but dejected. She makes the room cold and noisy. Her teeth are all crooked. Does that sound right, oh? Olivia nodded. Jeremy scrunched his brow. How do you know, mama? Now Rose started to cry. She looked to Jeremy for help or comfort. He wasn't sure which, but offered neither. "'I thought it was done,' she moaned. "'I thought I had passed it on and ended this.' "'Rose, you've got to stop being vague and tell us what's going on,' Jeremy snapped. "'Are we in danger? Can we stay here?' "'We're safe for now,' Rose said. "'When I was a little girl, just slightly older than you, oh, "'a homeless man approached me while I was waiting for my mom to pick me up after dance class. "'He asked if I wanted to hear a story,' and, being naive, I said yes. He proceeded to tell me about Nini. He said she ran an orphanage outside the city a long, long time ago. The children would regularly stay up after they were supposed to be asleep and cause trouble. One night, one very cold night, she noticed two boys were missing when she counted the sleeping children. She couldn't find them anywhere in the house, so she stepped outside. There were no footprints in the snow, so she turned to go back inside where it was warm. But the door slammed in her face, and she heard the lock click. She pounded on the door, screaming to be let in. She only had her white nightgown on. She realized too late that the cruel boys would not let her back in. She decided to go for help. Barefoot, she trudged through the snow towards the city. She never made it. Rose, is this really necessary? Jeremy demanded he found it shocking that his wife was piling a tragic story on top of their daughter's present terror. Yes, she replied, because Nini's story doesn't end with her death. The children started seeing her at night when they couldn't sleep, or refused to. She would watch them until they couldn't stay awake any longer. When those children had children, they passed the story on. And so, Nini's memory and spirit continued. After the homeless man told me this story, I started to see Nene in my room every night as I tried to sleep. I was too afraid to tell my parents. I thought they would be angry at me for believing in ghosts, but I knew what I saw. I had a teacher named Mrs. Lewis, whom I trusted though. She had a spiritual, almost hippie vibe. I knew out of everyone I knew, she would believe me. I confided in her about Nene, and she hugged me and told me everything would be alright. And it was. For me. I never saw Nini again. But Mrs. Lewis became very distant. She never talked to me the same way again. So, you think you passed along this woman's spirit like a chain letter? Jeremy asked skeptically. Rose seemed to ignore his doubts. I thought I could only pass Nini along once. I never talked about her with anyone after Mrs. Lewis. That is, until I told you about her the other night, oh... I don't know what came over me. I should never have said her name again. I just thought... I I just wanted to... Oh, Olivia. Rose collapsed into her emotions and drew Olivia closer. As she sobbed, she muttered variations of, You have to pass it on. You have to give Nini to someone else. What happens if I don't, Mama? Olivia sounded understandably frightened. Jeremy wanted to protest, but something deep within him begged him not to. He didn't want his daughter to suffer some curse. If it was real, and all she had to do to banish it was pass it to some other brat, who was he to stop her? I don't know what happens if you don't share the story, Rose said, finally collecting herself, but I really don't think you should find out. But I don't want my friends to be scared like this, Olivia said. Rose nodded. I know, I know. So find someone else. Another kid at school, a teacher, the bus driver, I don't know. Just find someone. But they have to believe you. I think that's key. They have to believe the story. So, that's why I haven't seen her? Jeremy wondered aloud. I thought she was just a normal nightmare. Rose nodded and turned back to Olivia. Find someone who will believe you. Tomorrow. Olivia looked like she wanted to argue, but the fight in her faded a moment later. She understood what she had to do, and why she had to do it. Her mama said she didn't know what would happen if she didn't pass Nini along, and she didn't want to find out. She would just tell the next person to pass the story along too. That way, as long as they believed her, whoever she picked would be safe in the end, and they would believe her, she knew. Maybe not fully at first, but once they looked into Nini's dead, white eyes, they would. Jeremy passed the story along to his co-worker Ron, an idiot who believes everything he hears. Jeremy told the story casually, but Ron took it to heart. Jeremy never saw Nini for himself, but he did believe she was real. He saw the way Ron started to look when he came to the office. The man clearly couldn't find anyone to pass the story along to. At least, no one who would believe him out congratulations if you enjoyed the story please rate and review this podcast wherever you like to listen reviews are the best way to support the podcast and help it grow you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash woods if you want more creepy content including the images that accompany each story follow me on instagram at the warning woods if you feel ready meet me here next week for another journey into the warning woods. Thank you for listening. You just survived another episode of Mad Tales.